0: In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we're going to do a player profile on one of the newest Washington Capitals, Dylan Strom. Let's talk about him next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. And when you're there, make sure and hit the subscribe button. And if you like the videos, hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are going to talk about Dylan Strom. Uh, He was the player that was brought in, presumably, to fill the role of Nick Backstrom. Nick Backstrom, as we know, suffered that hip injury, which required a hip resurfacing procedure. And uh, just all cards on the table here, the outlook on that is not that great. So Brian McClellan went out and did the right thing, and he addressed the situation And he signed Dylan Strom of the Blackhawks to a deal to, like I say, presumably fill in for that role of Nick Backstrom, because let's let's get honest, be honest here. Nick Backstrom at the second line center and what he brings to the team and what he brings to the game, his hockey IQ is not something that you can easily Replace you can't necessarily just plug in a Lars Eller or a Connor McMichael. He is revered as one of the best centers in Washington Capitals history, and uh, you know one day he might be considered the best uh, in NHL history. So I think it was wise that Mac went out, and you know he sought and uh got a big name center for the Washington Capitals. I guess it remains to be seen exactly how he fits in. You know, I don't want to say that it's his job for sure, but I would say that there is a pretty good chance uh that the job is his. In Washington hockey, now they talk about the Capitals have signed former Chicago Blackhawks center to a 1-year deal worth 3.5 million. Uh, The team announced Strom the third overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft is coming off a strong year with the Blackhawks that saw him dish 22 goals and 26 assists in 69 games. He had a rough go of it to begin the NHL career with the Coyotes, but seemed to find his game with the Hawks in 18-19. The 25-year-old had a 51-point season followed by a 38-point season in 58 games and the COVID-19 shortened nineteen twenty campaign, which put him on pace for 53 points in a full 82-game season. He had a down year in inconsistency in 20 and 21, but bounced back this season with a new career high in goals. And, uh, you know, just what the Washington Capitals needed. Um, I was a bit worried that they weren't going to go out and get that big name center. I thought that, you know, this was going to be the opportunity for a Connor McMichael or a Lars Eller or fill in the blank from the Bears. But, you know, Brian McClellan is he's like, nope, I can't risk this. We had inconsistency last year. We had a rough go of it. I am going to go out and fix this problem. I'm going to solidify that number two center position. The six foot three, 200 pound center still has a lot to bring to the table, He has a good playmaking ability and a high hockey IQ and a strong shot. And that high hockey IQ is what I'm talking about. That is what's needed to be an elite level um, center, you know, especially a a player that you're replacing like Nick Backstrom. Uh, He has a, he has work to do when it comes to his skating and needs to work on his two way play while finding consistency. And uh, that's what the Capitals needed. They needed that top six center to go out there. And, uh, you know, A-plus marks, like I talked about in um, the last podcast yesterday for Mac going out there and getting that big uh, name for the Caps. Because, let's face it, this team is in a win-now mode. And, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin and uh, TJ Oshie and John Carlson, they are not getting any younger So he went out and he addressed the situation at hand, which was the second line center. And, you know, he didn't settle for just any center. He went out and picked up a big name and a guy that scored 20 plus goals. I mean, I don't think that you can really uh, complain about that too much. So I think that, uh, you know, he has a big upside uh, to him and, um, you know, just taking a look at it here, you know, it was a one year deal, you know, so that kind of fits perfectly into the capitals plans because We don't know what the future holds for Nick Backstrom. I would like to think that he's going to come back at some point next season, and then, you know, Strom can kind of find his way through. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. There might be injury. There might be players that aren't playing up to their potential, so he still might have a spot on the team. But the worrisome part for me is that if Nick Backstrom doesn't come back at all, because like I talked about earlier, um, that you know the outlook for that procedure is not that great. Uh, Backstrom has a really healthy and you know positive attitude about it, but you know a positive attitude will only go so far. You know ultimately, it's going to remain to be seen how everything progresses. I know that people you know, have stated um, previous people that have had that procedure without a positive outlook, but you know there's been advances in medicine and surgeries and those kind of procedures, so maybe. Maybe Nick Baxter went out there and he got that top-of-the-line doctor, that physician, and uh, maybe he's going to fare better than some of the other players, which, you know, they didn't last that long uh, once they had that procedure. But in any event, keeping it to what this episode is about, Dylan Strome, a really solid pickup. uh, A player that struggled a little bit early in his career with the Coyotes, but like they were saying in that article, found his way with the Blackhawks. Uh, The Blackhawks are a team that's in a bit of transition as well. Some people could say the moves that they made this free agency are a bit debatable, parting with Debrinket, um, uh parting with uh, Marc-Andre Fleury earlier in the season. Um, it, it's a Blackhawks team that is in a bit of disarray. And, um, you know, they, I think kind of they don't really have a real clear vision on what their future is. So, you know, their loss could perhaps be the Washington Capitals gain uh, as they went out and they picked up a big name off their team. And uh, you know, we had a weakness and they were willing to to part with him. And um, you know, the rest is history. I guess it remains to be seen how he fits into the Washington Capitals plans. You know, they didn't the Blackhawks didn't want to re sign him to a new deal, and the Caps were in the right spot to pick him up. So good on the Capitals and Brian McClellan. Um, for going out and getting that big name, you know, and there was some money available based on the LTIR LTIR status of Nick Backstrom. So, I mean, I think that the piggy bank was a little bit bigger this season. Otherwise, I don't know if it would have been that attainable uh, just because we have so many players that are under big contract. If you look at Ovi's contract, you take a look at Backstrom's contract. There is a lot of money tied up in just a few amount of players there. So, You know, it's good that there was, uh, you know, this opportunity for them to to have that extra money so they could go out and get that big name player, because like I've talked about, this is a team that has a window that is closing. Like a lot of other teams, you see the Pittsburgh Penguins, see the Boston Bruins. So we really want to take advantage of these years uh, while we can. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Dylan Strome, a really solid pickup by Brian McClellan on free agency or the day after and uh, to solidify that second line center. All right. So after the break, we will talk about him, but first From the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given the Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. And let me tell you out there, I got a box of these in the mail and I love them. My wife loves them. My kids love them. And I think you're going to love them too, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built Bars are made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Bilt Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth. Or, if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein, delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. So, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code L O C K E D15 for 15% off at built. Dot com. all right welcome back to this edition of locked on capitals my name is dan Holmy. you can find me on twitter it's at dan caps 218 you can find the show on twitter it's at locked on caps so let's kind of go back to the origin story who is dylan strome you know he was a top draft pick number number three in 2015 but what's the what's the scouting report on him So the scouting report on him is he is still trying to live up to his status as the number three pick in the 2015 NHL draft, but consistency continues to be a major issue. The tools for success are there. He has the adequate speed, excellent playmaking ability, good hockey sense, and a fine shot. However, his skating skills are not the best, and he has yet to show he can... have that kind of 200-foot player uh, NHL teams want nowadays. He needs to play with offensive linemates to be most valuable. And uh, in this particular scout, long-range potential, talented, inconsistent, scoring forward. And uh, that was the book on him back then, you know, when he was new to the league. But, you know, and that was kind of what was known. We knew that he struggled initially when he played on the Coyotes, but he turned things around once he went to the Blackhawks. And uh, I think that, you know, he is going to fit in well uh, with the Capitals' plans. A lot of these young players, they struggle a little bit um, when they first come into the league. That's kind of a common thing here. Dylan Strom's player, uh, this is the director of NHL. He says he has that competitive edge and grittiness. He wants to succeed. He wants the puck, wants to score, wants to win. He's a skilled, driven player, a strong skater with agility and a reach that scouts love. Um, Adam Kimmelman of NHL.com says the six foot three, 185 pound forward, center a line, also played on the wing with McDavid. Either way, he's excellent and led the OHL with 129 points. Um, another one from NHL.com, a big, strong skater with agility, reach, and pedigree that NHL scouts crave. He led the OHL with 84 assists and 129 points in 68 games. He split the season between centering the second line and be- behind McDavid and playing on McDavid's wing. He's continued his strong play in the postseason to help Erie reach the OHL conference final. Uh, Peter Harling wrote on this one, Strome finished as the leading scorer in the OHL with an impressive six-point night in the final regular season game to surpass fellow 2015 draft-eligible prospect Mitch Marner. Maybe that's a name you've heard of before. Uh, McDavid and Mitch Marner. Some pretty good company to be in with 129 points total in 68 games. So even when he was playing in his younger day, he played really well. And, uh, you know, in, in the drafts and the people that were scouting him, they saw that. Here's another one, a draft analysis. Strom's elite play with the puck and the way he protects it can make attempts at slowing him down, both futile and nightmarish. He's hard to match up and he can carve up any game plan with precision puck movement. Strom is a big-bodied center who destroyed the OHL this year and did so while playing second fiddle to McDavid. He's excellent at creating plays off the rush, but he also excels... When the game is tightly checked in, every lane is seemingly clogged. So those are some pretty glowing reviews of Dylan Strom and his play. And, uh, you know, that's what they were talking about is that he did struggle, uh, you know, initially uh, when he was playing with the Coyotes, but he found his way. And that's what it's about. It's about persevering and finding your way. Uh, if you want to take a look. Just let's take a look at his stats. Who is Dylan Strom? Okay, the 21 se- 22 season in 69 games played. Um, it said he, he has 22 goals, 26 assists, and 48 points. Uh, I don't think you can really ask for much more than that. I mean, that is some really great uh, scoring potential there. I mean, and he showed that he is able to live up to that potential um, as he is scoring those big goals. He is going out there and doing big things. The 2021 season, he had nine goals and eight assists. So a little bit of an off season, but that was the COVID year. 19 season and 58 games played. Uh, he had 12 goals and 26 assists. But, uh, you know, the high watermark for him, if we go all the way back, the, let's, you know, rewind the tape fully to his 12-13 season when he was playing with the in Toronto. Um, he, in 60 games played, he had 65 goals. 78 assists and 143 points. And, uh, you know, like I was talking about earlier there when he played in Erie in the OHL, um, it was regular for him to have in the 13-14 season, he had 10 goals. In the 14-15 season, 45 goals. So this guy, this Dylan Strom guy has quite a pedigree of doing great things. And just, you know, though, Brian McClellan going out there and finding a diamond in the rough, you got to think to a certain extent, why didn't up some other team scoop him up? You know, I, I talked about in the last podcast, hats off to Brian McClellan. You know, he, he did make some questionable moves this last season, in my opinion, by not addressing the net minding situation, but If you take a look at what happened in free and picked up Kemper, he went up and picked up Lingren. He picked up Connor Brown. He picked up um, Dylan Strom, some really big name candidates plus a Borgstrom and some other depth players. You know, he really swung for the fences and you know, this one here in this episode, what we're talking about, we're talking about Dylan Strom and just max vision to be able to see that and, and scoop him up and, you know, ultimately getting him at a pretty cheap rate, You know, if you take a look at, you know, how he's, what his production is like and how he's played, you know, he could have demanded a lot more money. And I think that ultimately, if you take a look at it, he probably wanted out, of the Blackhawks organization, which, you know, like I've talked about, is in a bit of disarray. Um, You know, if you take a look at they parted with DeBrinket and they didn't get a whole lot for him. So the powers that be for the Blackhawks have some questionable judgment to be sure. Um, And another one was Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't really know what they were thinking there. And I know this is not the same Marc-Andre Fleury of old, but still some questionable judgment. And, uh, you know, if we talk about Kane. Kane wants out of the Blackhawks. What is going to happen? Jonathan Taze, he's that, probably going to be the next one to fall. You know, because people and players like that, they want to play on a winning team. And the Blackhawks, for many years, had a pedigree of doing well. Winning cups, going to the playoffs. And uh, how that all ties in with the Capitals is Dylan Strom here. He played on the Blackhawks and it's a team in turmoil. And a lot of times players, Dylan Strom, I'm going to put in that category as well, probably did not want to play, you know, on a team with a lot of turmoil going on. And there was a lot of that on that team. Where does that Blackhawks team end up being? I don't really care to be honest with you, but it's a team (laughs) that had a pedigree of winning for many years and it just seemed to have really fallen off. It's like so many other teams out there they have that core of players that you know they they want to keep riding and they think that that's going to last forever well the good times don't last forever just talk to the Detroit Red Wings who you know are probably going to be a lot better this season but you know historically not that great the last several years here you take a look at the Blackhawks another example a team of prominence that you know and in their heyday was winning cups they were you know in the playoffs all the time it was really hard to get a seat uh, to see a game in, in Chicago. I tried to, to go to a game and watch the Blackhawks, and, you know, you were priced out of it. The ticket prices there were, out, you know, outrageous. So, you know, Dylan Strome found a new home on this Washington Capitals team with Alex Ovechkin and T.J. Oshie and John Carlson and Darcy Kemper. The arrow is really pointing up for this Capitals team by some really solid acquisitions by Mac and company. Um, draft. The Capitals did well. Mahoney went out there and signed Miro Chichenko. Uh, He went out there and signed uh, Kessley. Um, You know, I'm going to struggle with that uh, Ivan's name for a while, so you're going to have to bear with me here. But um, just a a really solid offseason for this Washington Capitals team that, uh, you know, last season struggled. They struggled quite a bit And, uh, you know, I think the fortunes for this Caps team has changed. I know it will. I mean, unless something totally off happens, you got Ovechkin in top health. Um, Tom Wilson will be back around Christmas time. I think that the, you know, everything the stars are aligning very well for this Capitals team. And, uh, you know, just kind of a real reprieve from uh, the season that they had last year. I do see bigger and better things, of course, for this team. And uh, let's hope they can put those uh, into motion. All right, so after the break here, we will continue to talk about the dynamic player of Dylan Strome. I think a really solid pickup. We'll talk about that. But first, which NHL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NHL from the odds makers at Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Caps. And in this edition, we are highlighting a new acquisition of the Washington Capitals. Dylan Strom. You know, he's got big weight on his shoulders because he is slated to be Nick Backstrom's replacement while he's out. And those are some big shoes to fill. Those are some huge shoes to fill. If you think about all the great moments between Backstrom and Ovechkin, and I know those two don't play on the same line too often anymore. Generally speaking, it's Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson or fill in the blank, Anthony Mantha or TJ Oshie. But for many years, Backstrom and Ovechkin played on the same line together. And you could say that Ovechkin would not be the player he was today if it wasn't for Nick Backstrom. So Again, he's. it's not easy shoes to fill, but I think that Dylan Strom will be up uh, for the task at hand. And just taking a look back on this regular season review, just over the years historically, this is from 2020, just looking at Dylan Strom. Now after the full season as a hawk, Strom has certainly found his stride in the NHL. After the Chicago um, Blackhawks acquired Strome on November 20th, 25th, rather, 2018, he went on a tear the rest of the season as he finished the 18-19 campaign with a whopping 51 points in only 58 games played with the Blackhawks. Strome came out of the gates extremely hot to begin the 19-20 season after tallying five goals and 12 assists. During the first 23 games of the season, he looked to be on pace to increase his production from his debut season with the Blackhawks. Suddenly, the season took a dramatic turn. And uh, they kind of go on and talk about his season. Once Strom returned to the lineup, he was still was producing at a rate that would exceed his 18, 19 point total. He ripped off a string of 13 points in 17 games played through December and the first part of January until another bump in the road occurred during a game against the flames on January 7th. Strom ended up uh, um, obtaining an ankle injury and a two to one loss. This is from an article for the Blackhawks um, fan sided Blackhawk up. They talk about it. And I'm just kind of going back and, you know, we don't really have a lot of reference point when it comes to Dylan Strom. We know he's a big name. He's a big name that was available and the Capitals got him, but let's talk about his history and his origin story. And that's what I'm doing here. It's just kind of a little bit of history on him. The injury proved to be the low point of the season as he was inactive for almost a month before he returned to play. After Strom made his return to the lineup, he struggled Over the final 18 games of the season, he only generated two goals and six assists and eight points before the season was shortened due to COVID-19. And, you know, COVID-19 screwed up a lot of different players' um, seasons. If you take a look at it, the bubble system where they were playing with no people in there and they were playing the same teams over and over and over again. Um, So I don't think we can really judge these players too harshly based on the COVID years. And that's what they'll be revered as in all of professional sports really are the COVID years. And they were rough years to be sure. And uh, that was an article from 2020. So, you know, that's a couple years old already. Another article here, they talk about, Uh, Dylan Strom here, his first season with the Blackhawks was about as good as you could ask for. He tallied 17 goals and 34 assists and 51 points in 58 games. You know, they talk about year two was a bit of a challenge. Um, And, you know, that's what he was finding his way. When he ended up kind of really gelling uh, with that Blackhawks team, he was on fire, really. And, uh, you know, I, I ultimately don't know why they ended up parting with him. You know, it was one of those situations where probably they knew that he was going to be due for a bigger payday. But like I say, their loss is our gain. Uh, This article here in the Chicago Sun Times, they talk about Dylan Strom and, you know, kind of the accolades kind of put towards him, the bill Masterton trophy given annually annually to NHL players who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship and dedication to ice hockey has evolved into essentially an overcoming hardship award. Um, and they talk about Dylan Stroman here. Dylan Strom fits none of these categories. It's why he was taken aback when told he was nominated for the Masterton Trophy this year as voted by Professional Hockey Writers Association. Frankly, it's also why he probably won't win with candidates like Carey Price and Jack Eichel in the field. But absent any monumental off-ice story, Stroman's case is um, worthy as any it would certainly be difficult to find any player around the league who encountered as much on ice adversity cast permanently into one coach's doghouse and a healthy scratch in nine of the first 26 games as Strom did, who handled it with admirable an attitude as Strom did and who persevered through it to succeed as much as Strom did. It's an honor for sure, Strom told the Sun-Times. I'm nowhere near comparing myself to those guys that have beat cancer or battled through mental battles as they've gone through, but everyone is fighting their battles. You never really know what someone's going through completely And a quote here from him, when you're in the public eye so much, you've got to answer the question why things are going well or they're not going well. You've got to answer the questions either way. I just try to be a positive guy, a good teammate, fun to be around, and you get rewarded when you do things like that. I'm proud of myself for the way I've handled this season, and hopefully it's a good sign of things to come. The 25-year-old center tallied 41 points. Um, through that season, and uh, you know, it's just just a really great uh, story about him as he played so well uh, for the Blackhawks. Here, forty one points in his last forty seven games this season, good for a seventy two point pace over a full season. He surged for eleven points in nine games between January fourth through the twenty eighth, then ten goals and seventeen points in eleven games between March fifth through the twenty sixth. He accurately accurately noted, scored almost half my goals in one month and finished off excellent second half with a goal in the season finale against the Sabres. Um, Furthermore, his chemistry on the first line with Alex DeBrinckit, Patrick Kane kept the Hawks afloat offensively. Again, some great company. Alex DeBrinckit, Patrick Kane, I think he's going to gel in perfectly uh, with the Washington Capitals who have their big names uh, on the team as well. Uh, Offensively, many nights and helped Brinkett and Kane both enjoy prolific years back in December when Sturm was barely able to squeak into the lineup many nights. That sentence would have sounded ridiculous. Uh, And a quote here said, he said it was a, a roller coaster of a season. He said, I started out in the lineup and just worked my way back in. Obviously, everything happened coaching change wise. And I started playing a bit better and getting more opportunity. That's where it all came from getting that opportunity. He then later goes on to say, you've just got to stick with it. Like I said earlier in the season, he said, if you try to be someone else or do something else on the ice, that's not your game. That's when things can go really wrong. I just really tried to stick who I am and play the game the way I have. I've proven I can produce before, and I feel like I can do it again. And um He then later goes on to say, you've just got to trust yourself, believe in yourself, and when you get put in a position, you've got to take your chances and run with it. That's the big thing. Lots of guys get chances to play with some big, good players, but it's the guys who take advantage of it who work out the best in the long run. And, uh, you know, that is just a real testament of who he is. Perseverance, getting even, uh, thought of for that Masterton trophy, which they talk about is usually given to a player that has faced great adversity. Now he didn't face great adversity in the fact of, you know, a physical ailment or a mental, mental ailment per se, but he struggled with getting, uh, you know, pulled out of the lineup and put in and pulled out and a bunch of coaching changes where he didn't really know where he fit into that Blackhawks lineup. And, um, he later goes on to say in the article, I'm very happy with the fact I haven't been thinking about my contract situation a lot this year. He said, I haven't been asked about it a lot, to be honest, which is nice. My first go around in my 1920 contract year, I was questioned about it a lot, which made me think about it more. And it was constantly on my mind this year. I just wasn't thinking about it a lot this season because I was just trying to get in the lineup and worry about playing and I let the rest take care of itself, and it did for him. A really great story for a stand-up guy, um, Dylan Strom, who I'm glad to say is a part of this Washington Capitals team. I think he will fit in very well. He has an excellent attitude. He faced a lot of adversity, as I talked about in those articles there, but he persevered, and uh, he was put in the company of um, other players that are, were up for the Masterton Trophy, Um who faced greater adversity, cancers and mental issues and that kind of thing. So, you know, someone saw, you know, what he was going through and they put him in that category and that's a toughness. That is a mental toughness that is good in everyday life. It's good in hockey and it's good for the Caps. And uh, I think he will fit in very well on this Capitals team who is looking to make some changes as well to kind of change course over last season, shall we say. All right, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NHL, Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So player profiles is what we're doing at this time of year. I plan on going over some of the other players that the Capitals picked up. Uh, during free agency, just so we can learn a little bit more about them. Sure, they're names that you have heard of. You know, you've heard of Dylan Strome, You've heard of Connor Brown. You've heard of Darcy Kemper. But let's kind of put the magnifying glass on these guys. Let's really take the face off the clock and look at the gears of what makes these guys tick. And uh, I think that that's kind of insightful. I learned a lot by researching Dylan Strom. I mean, I knew that he was, he's going to be that second line center for the Capitals and Backstrom's absence, but I was not aware of the adversity that he faced and how he was able to persevere through different coaching changes. That guy definitely has a tough skin and a mental toughness that's really needed to excel in the NHL. All right. Thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.